0: May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. I was at a party last week for teachers and the spouses of those who work at St. Mark's Episcopal School, where my wife works. And we actually got to be together for a night, sans kids. It was lovely. And we were meeting in one of the teachers' houses, and the Astros game was on which we would watch a little bit as we were talking with everybody. And unfortunately, the Astros were losing to the Texas Rangers. And I know and at one point the host and I were watching the game for a few minutes and he rather sheepishly admitted that he was in fact a Rangers fan having lived many years in Dallas. That wasn't a problem. But there was this hint of a possibility of a problem. Was it okay for him to admit in his own home amidst a sea of probable Astros fans that he was a Rangers fan? Was I going to get upset or offended or think less of him? Or did his identity as a Rangers fan somehow attack my identity as an Astros fan? Of course not except for that split second (laughs) when it did. So deep is our need for identity and our need for some feeling of power and control that even someone rooting for a different sports team playing a game which we are not can feel a little bit like an attack. This idea of our desire for power and control was expressed very well in the Marvel superhero movie, The Avengers, not the latest one, the one that was like eight years ago, uh, simplifying the plot to bare bones. You haven't needed to have watched the movie. You've got the bad guy, Loki. And he is the bad guy. He's from another world, another planet. And he decides that he wants to rule over an entire planet to be king of some world. He can't be king in his own world, so he chooses Earth. And after causing a good amount of destruction, Loki has this crowd of people before him. And he tells them all to kneel before him. And he grins rather triumphantly as they do. And he says, Is not this simpler? Is this not your natural state? It's the unspoken truth of humanity that you crave subjugation. The bright lure of freedom diminishes your life's joy in a mad scramble for power, for identity. You were made To be ruled. In the end, you will always kneel. Now, Captain America and Iron Man end up showing up and saving the day in that scene, but there's so much truth in that little speech that Loki gave. Our mad scramble for power and identity. We want to belong and that belonging is tied in with our identity, which is why we see people fighting with each other. Sometimes even coming to physical blows with each other and violence over things like a sports team. We desire power over the changes and chances of this life. Millennia of War exhibit our desire for power and how we seek power over others, sometimes for protection or for identity or because of one group's wrong ideology or way of life. We desire power and authority over situations we don't like or decisions with which we disagree. And in our desire to make the situation or outcome be what we want, we often respond to others with verbal and sometimes physical violence. That's what Loki did. Then at the end of his little speech, as Loki says, you will always kneel. One man stands up and says, not to men like you. There are no men like me. Loki responds. There are always men like you. There are always people like Loki who seek power over others. There are always people like Loki who seek to subjugate people or situations to their own wills or desires. If we look deep inside, those people like Loki are all of us. We all desire power over the changes and chances of this life and we all in our less than wonderful moments end up using power to get what we want in ways that harm or subjugate others to our will and paradoxically as much as we desire power loki was also right that we also seek subjugation most of us want some kind of governmental authority to take care of the big picture nation stuff and things that we don't want to do. And most of us don't particularly want those jobs. Most of us particularly don't want to be governor or or uh, senator or whatever else. We want someone in power to be in authority and will be subjugated to that person's power. We want a good ruler so that person can take responsibility Of other things. There is peace in surrender. There is the peace of a child who doesn't have the weight of ruling over a household on his shoulders. Think of Israel demanding of God that a king be placed over them. God warned them. "Okay, but if you have a king, he is going to subjugate you under his will. He is going to take your stuff. For his own purposes. He's going to take your kids in order to be soldiers in his army. And the people respond that's fine. Just so long as we can have a king to rule over us. During Jesus' day, Israel had a puppet king, Herod, ruling over them while Rome was actually in charge. And they didn't really like Herod as their king, he wasn't a very good ruler. They certainly wanted Rome out of the way. And so when people kept seeing Jesus and his power to heal and his power to form miraculous works, they decided that he should be king. And when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Jesus would not be the ruler over us in any kind of system of power and authority of this world. Bishop Doyle writes about Jesus' rejection of the power and authority and violence of this world in his book, The Jesus Heist. Bishop Doyle writes, Jesus makes clear that violence is to be met with peace and nonviolence. The way of the society of Jesus' friends is to avail themselves of different weapons than the weapons of this world. Presence. Conversation. Humility. That's what Jesus did with people. He hung out with folks. He had conversations with them. He ate dinner with people. In Jesus' Bishop Doyle writes that we are freed from the systems of violence and domination of this world through unity with Jesus and with conversion in him. There is a paradox of surrendering to Jesus because all power and authority is his. And he will not use that power and authority to subjugate us. Jesus is not going to force and control us. Surrender to Jesus' power and authority is surrender to freedom in Jesus. Freedom to love without fear. Freedom to love others and live out the image of God in which we were made. Freedom to let go of our anger and our hurt, which lead us to want to control Situations to want to control others in the boardroom, in our homes, at work, on the freeway. We have freedom in Jesus to let go of our desires for control and to realize that it's okay to forsake our anger and fear and the hurt within us and to live instead the love of God. There is freedom in Jesus to accept the changes and chances of this life for what they are. There's freedom from the need for fear and violence to keep us feeling safe and secure. There's freedom in Jesus, in surrendering to Jesus. To feel like a child in bed as a loving parent tucks that child into bed sometimes laying down with them as they drift off to sleep, praying a blessing over their heads, letting fears and worries slip away. And that child rests secure, knowing that all is well. Mommy and Daddy are there. Our surrender to Jesus is like that child, With the loving parent in Jesus, we can rest secure and at peace even with the changes and chances of this life. Looking again at Loki, at the Loki within each of us in his mad quest for power, he was right that we will always kneel to something. Kneeling to Jesus, we kneel to one with all power and authority who chooses not to rule over us through his power and chooses not to force us to do anything at all. Instead, we bow to Jesus and he frees us to live our love without fear. As Paul wrote, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with the power of his spirit. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in his love. Paul goes on to pray that we may have some comprehension of the vastness of the love of Jesus so that as we kneel to him we may be filled with the full peace and love of God, resting secure that the power of God working in us can accomplish vastly more than we can ask or imagine. As we kneel to Jesus in freedom, we offer Him glory and accept the freedom that comes through His love.